Hello everyone, my name is Dr. Fergal Armstrong and welcome to this episode of Lifestyle Matters. And once again, we have the good Dr. Savina with us. Hello Savina, how are you? Good, thanks Fergal. And yourself? I'm very well. So I thought today we'd start our discussions on exercise. So firstly, how would you describe or define exercise? So exercise is defined as purposeful um, and planned repeated physical activity, um, which you're doing with the intent to improve or maintain your fitness. Now you might ask what physical activity is. Um, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I would classify it according to the four of aerobic uh, exercise, resistance training, balance and stretching. Yeah. Would you, you know, would you agree with that? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Those are four main areas where we talk about exercise. And um, I guess if we talk about aerobic exercise, one of the big, um, huge ones that we talk about often, um, it's basically where you're doing your cardio exercise. So running, jogging, cycling, swimming, um, whereby your heart rate is increased and you're doing some cardiovascular conditioning to your heart. And of course, you can also say that walking uh, is part of uh, cardio exercise, aerobic exercise. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, so let's not miss out walking. And then we have resistance exercise, which is basically weight training or trying to strengthen your muscles. And then we've got balance exercises where you're trying to, you know, ex- exercise in inverted commas your your balance mechanisms, so your joints, your proprioception, and your 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 brain's vestibular system, etc. And then we've got stretching exercises where we're trying to maintain our suppleness and our looseness. And the the government, the Australian government, has put out recommendations for all of those types of exercise, and and, and has recommended minimums for all age groups. So if we just limit our discussion to the age groups between 16, sorry, between 18 and 64, what would be the recommendations for activity for aerobic exercise in that age group? So I guess the current recommendations are 150 minutes to 300 minutes of um, exercise a week, of aerobic exercise a week, um, of Mm -hmm. moderate intensity, or 75 minutes to 150 minutes of vigorous activity um, a week. So how do we define moderate or vigorous activity? So moderate, simple way that I use is really just sort of the whole talk and walk test. So basically, moderate activity is basically when you're walking at a pace where you can talk but you can't sing. When you are doing a vigorous activity, you basically are jogging um, and you can't can barely get a word in. Yeah, so th- that's a very useful way of working out the difference between you know, moderate and vigorous intensity exercise. And I suppose... For me, the light jogging is the beginning of the early part of vigorous exercise. But there are other ways of making that classification. And so you can, you can use mathematical formulae that involve understanding maximum heart rate. So maximum heart rate is 220 minus your age. So someone who's 20 has a theoretical maximum heart rate of 200. So they say that moderate intensity exercise would be a percentage of maximum heart rate of between 64 and 76% of your maximum heart rate. So that's another way of doing it. But, you know, I I think that your way of defining walking as, or defining moderate exercise as uh, walking and talking but not singing, I think that's enough for for me anyway. Um, Now, the, the, the recommendations for resistance training, what are they? 
So the current recommendations are basically two days a week of doing some strength-based exercises, maybe your weight training, um, resistance training using dumbbells whatsoever. Um, and yeah. also the same amount of days a week, so two days a week to do um, stretch and balancing exercises too. So really to summarize it, you need to do at least 150 minutes of aerobic exercise a week and twice a week you need to do other stuff. You need to do a bit of strength training, a bit of stretching and a bit of uh, balance work. So what kind of uh, activities could you do for resistance training? Well, you know, what, what, what kind of things can you con contemplate? So I guess, you know, um, whatever we talk about, like, you know, when I was mentioning dumbbells, weight, using your weight exercises, the TheraBands, for example, those are also resistance training sort yeah. of exercises. Um, yeah. Cycling yeah. is also resistance training, especially if you're doing lots of uphill um, work. Um, so those are also class yeah. classified mm -hmm. to that. Um, yeah. yeah, so those would be some. Right. What about uh, balance? What kind of exercises do we mean when we're talking about balance? Yeah. Yeah, so balance and flexibility, I guess, when I think about balance and flexibility, I used to often think, you know, you know, think about the older population where we talk about doing um, Tai Chi, for example, has been quite, or Dong Kwai, like they've been quite well researched to say how it improves coordination, improves mobility, improves stability, and improves even uh, brain brain functioning, cognitive functioning. Um, yeah. So those would be really important. Otherwise, yeah. the simple act of just doing some Pilates or some stretching or yoga exercises at home, yeah. um, that's more than yeah. enough help with that so we're talking about pilates yoga tai chi we're talking about walking we're talking about maybe walking upstairs maybe using some dumbbells so we're not talking about expensive gym memberships and we're not talking about personal trainers here this is all kinds of exercise that can be done by joe blogs Definitely. And in fact, for people who actually struggle with, who think, oh, I can't exercise, exercise isn't for me, or I don't have time for exercise, there is actually what we call another type of activity, which is called non-physical exercise. Um, and that's basically where you're expending energy more than what you would do normally. So for example, if you are going to the shops, you could just park the extra distance and walk a little bit more to the shops or, you know, you're um, going parking away from when you're going to work, parking a, a couple of blocks away from work or, um, you know, taking the garbage bins out um, and taking that extra long route out of your house if you've got a bigger block of land. So incidental activities that you can do to try to increase the weight, you know, the thermogenesis, the act of burning more fat, burning more calories. And this is a good point. Yeah. Yeah, so that's a useful segue into kind of understanding you know, um, metabol metabolism, basal metabolic rates. So I think of energy expenditure as sleeping, eating, moving, and exercising. So eating, sorry, sleeping first, you know, so we have uh, resting energy expenditure. So actually just being alive and being asleep in bed, that requires up to 60% of our daily energy expenditure. So it's actually you know, a very, we still are very, very energy dependent, even when we're doing nothing. Then we have eating. So then we have the energy expenditure that we use to actually digest food, which is about, about 10%. Then we have non-resting energy expenditure. Um, so that can be divided up into non-exercise activities and exercise. So again, the non-exercise activities that you're talking about are walking to the shops more, climbing the stairs, etc. And then we have, you know, 
weight training, weight, weight training or going to the gym and get, getting into your tracksuits and going for a jog. Yeah. So how much of calories do we need to burn to actually start noticing an effect? So we need, we need to burn about an, an additional 500 calories a day to, uh, to actually lose a, a pound of fat a week. And that can be quite hard to do. But So I'm not suggesting that we try and just focus on exercise as a solution to weight loss. But what I'm trying to say is that increasing your activity levels, not just your exercise levels, is important in trying to achieve weight loss goals. So, so we know, for instance, that even the mere act of, of increasing your activity level is it gives you significant health benefits compared to just sitting around. So can you talk us through the, the, the problems of sitting? Okay, so just before we go through the problems of sitting, I just wanted to talk about, you know, the whole ex activities of, you know, walking the walking up the stairs when you're at work or when you're going walking yeah. around the block. You yeah. actually can burn up to 350 calories just by doing that um, yeah. every day. And that's actually quite significant for someone who's especially morbidly obese because you're starting yeah. to reduce, increase calorie burn. Yeah. Um, so going back to what you were talking about, um, you know, the whole sedentary sitting down for prolonged periods of time, there have been a lot of research going through, going about this. And what they have found is that when you sit for more than 20 minutes, there is actually an increased risk of you developing diabetes, um, increasing your risk of heart disease. Um, and so current recommendations are basically once you've been sitting for 20 minutes, get up. Go for a walk about your office or your room, do a couple of laps for about a couple of minutes and then sit back down and do. And I think that's so important for us, especially working from home and it is office jobs and things um, that we try to do that. Yeah, that's that's so true. Sitting is actually, you know, it contributes to mortalities. Watching TV actually increases all cause mortality. And that's because we're not moving, we're not exercising, and we're not doing that non-exercise activity. So, you know, when you think about how we were like when we were, you know, cavemen, we'd be rummaging around, foraging, sitting around, moving, moving from place to place, whereas now we, we drive home, we have dinner, we sit on the couch, watch TV and eat popcorn. So our lives have become so much more sedentary and we're now beginning to suffer for it. But going back to the point about increasing your non-resting energy expenditure, you can burn 350 calories a day. That's a huge impact upon our, our, um, our total uh, energy management. But we also need to bear in mind that exercise is not the only, is not the only solution. And, sorry, it's not the entire solution to the weight loss issue. We do need to think about diet. But when you lose 10% of your body weight, so let's say I weigh 100 kilos. If I drop down to 90 kilos, I have actually reduced my non-resting energy expenditure by 20 to 30 percent because I don't need to expend as the same amount of energy moving from A to B, moving from the dining room to the living room or from the living room to the bedroom. I don't have to use the same energy expenditure to move 90 kilos as I did 100 kilos. And so it's important to understand that as you're losing weight, you're becoming less energy expensive, therefore you need to actually become paradoxically more active to actually maintain the status quo. So I suppose what I'm saying in a roundabout way is that, you know, exercise is not the only solution to, um, to weight loss. And but can I we, just put one thing sure. though, you know, you mentioned about the television, which I remember reading about this, um, no matter how much of exercise we actually do, if we spend couple of hours a day in front of the television, we actually undo all the exercise we've done, all the benefits of the health effects from the exercising. Yeah. And that's something we need to remember. Um, yeah. Some people do that. Better. I mean, 
Overall, we as a species are becoming so much less active. You know, even even when we look at desk work, you know, if we were to actually stand up at our desks, we actually burn more energy. You know, sitting is, is just so bad for us. Standing up is better for us and walking is better for us. Um, and so what we'll do over the next couple of episodes is we'll go through the health benefits of exercise and we'll go into more detail in terms of the the variety of exercises you can do and how we actually do health assessments to actually screen people for fitness to exercise, if you pardon the parody, if you pardon the pun. But on that sweet note, Savino, I think that's enough for one episode and uh, I look forward to chatting with you again soon. Thank you very much. Thank you, Virgo. That's all for today's episode. My name's Dr. Fergal Armstrong. We'll see you soon.